Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and reveals a cooler version of Blindsight for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this episode we are covering Daredevil Season 1, Episode 5, World on Fire. Original air date, shockingly, April 10th, 2015. Wait, is it, is it called World on Fire or World of Fire? Because I might have written down the wrong title in my own notes. And this is important. No, thought, this is something we podcast about. I, I thought it was World on Fire, but let me sneak over to IMDb to double check. It is the oh, you know what? No, I have, <laughs> uh, I have the Wikipedia entry open. No, it is. You You were right. World on Fire. So I okay. messed up my own notes. That's good to know. Oh, well. <laughs> Great start for an episode you're leading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm running this. I should. Uh... Man. All right. Well, any, anyway, let's uh, let's hope the rest of my notes are pretty good. So, um, all right, we're going to try something a little bit different today. So instead of doing a, a full recap, we're just going to do recap uh, kind of storyline by storyline. So let's uh, let's talk about the first part, which is essentially the part of the storyline that follows uh, Matt and Daredevil and, and all whoa, of his whoa, whoa, dealings whoa, whoa, and everything that goes uh, hold on. on. Uh-huh. How, mm-hmm. how is mm-hmm. the audience supposed to know what happens with our IMDb summary? I guess you're right. You're right. You're right. Let's follow that. <laughs> I was just being lazy because I didn't want to switch a tab. All right, fine. <laughs> <clears throat> you know There's no one IMDb watches summary. this. They go completely by the IMDb summary. It's the most important part. That's fair. I think we might be the reason Daredevil got canceled because everyone's just listening to this instead of actually watching the episodes. So I feel slightly responsible, but not really. That's true. I mean... At some point in the future, we'll probably just stop actually watching the things and just read the IMDb summary and then just talk about that. Yep. That's a, that's a potentially <laughs> right. great or terrible idea for a podcast. Mm-hmm. Actually, that could go somewhere. You just start getting random shows and things and you, you talk about what, what could happen based off of a summary. Right. You, you might be onto something. Pro- yeah. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So anyway, here's the IMDb summary. <laughs> uh, Fisk moves forward with plans to th- uh, with plans that threaten to rip Hell's Kitchen apart. Murdoch and Foggy take out a case helping tenants victimized by a slumlord. And there you have two sentences that have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> also, yes, true. Also, I know we'll get there. But how involved is Murdoch in the slumlord case? <laughs> um. Uh, you know, he makes it sound like, like he he's is, mostly... but he's not. You're right. Yeah, and it's mostly Karen and Foggy doing that. Yeah, because uh-huh. he he tells them to go oh. do the the footwork, I guess, or the the dealing with other people part of the job, and and he instead goes to read papers at the police precinct. That's what ends up happening. And that's yeah, what... and then he gets distracted by Daredevil shit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's talk about Matt. So right, his we'll story... get on to that. <laughs> so his storyline for this episode: <clears throat> Matt convinces Claire to stay at his apartment until things settle down with the Russians. Later, at the police precinct, Matt discovers the cops are also on Fisk's payroll when they kill a Russian trying to give up Fisk's name. This leads Daredevil to confront an officer who gives up his cell phone with locations of the Russians' hideouts. Uh, Matt attempts to confront the Russians, but is stopped by a surprise explosion. A, a lot of explosions surprise us, so, so mm-hmm. I think you could just say explosion. No, no. <laughs> I think for Daredevil, I mean, considering old... his senses, he should be able to see them coming. Or sense them coming. Or that, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, all right, so Claire at Matt's apartment, um, they're looking up their injuries. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. so this is something that, that they kind of talked about. Like, Matt uses his, his like, sensing powers of all of his senses to, to like, know that, oh, her just moving um, broke open a stitch. And he says, because he, yeah. I think he said he was able to, like, smell the copper in the air. Is that he, what it was? He was able to taste the copper in the air. I, I wrote uh, that down because we were criticizing how infrequently he probably uses taste but now we know (laughs) 
That's that's true. Yeah. So he probably could have been a really good doctor. I don't know how far he would have actually gotten with the blindness, but if he had just like if he had just instead told everyone like, hey, it's cool, I'm blind, but I can still do all this stuff. Uh, maybe he just wouldn't be a surgeon. That's probably the one. Thing. Yeah, I mean, he he'd probably still be a good surgeon. I don't. I think it's more of a patient trust issue than anything else. <laughs> I I I guess I mean, that's true. I would like to know my doctor can see. Just maybe I'm prejudiced, so... but <laughs> <laughs> maybe just maybe. <laughs> so so here's something that I, that I always understand so this is a tangent um so let's say like you you've heard all these stories about a great doctor who's able to do all this stuff and like one of the best in their fields but the doctor is blind Mm -hmm. now but but also in the past you've seen them do a really good job like you you know this person is is a good doctor because you've also seen the proof but on yourself would you still be trusting or no what do, how do you think you'd react to that? It depends on the situation. Um, if it's setting a broken bone, any doctor could do that. If it's like rebuilding a spinal column and he's the best and you've seen all the evidence of it, I mean, I'd be trepidatious, but as soon as I'm under, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I mean, I've only That's been... That's true. I've Is rebuilding a spinal column... I don't. I don't know if that's a thing. I mean, Doctor Strange could do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh well. I, I yeah, just, obviously. I just chose something that was probably really hard. <laughs> but um, okay, you've been in surgery before. Yeah, twice. Um, both times I was nervous. I mean, the first time I was like fourteen. I had to get my wisdom teeth out, and they were impacted. But <laughs> my dad, oh. my dad told me that's like. You know, once they knock you out, it won't really matter to you what happens anymore. I was like, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true, yeah. (laughs) So the reason I bring this up Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, I'll I'll see this in some, like, reality TV shows. Uh, Mainly, I don't know if you've ever seen Love It or List It on HGTV. Um, I have. My... Again, talking about my dad, okay. who's a realtor, yeah, so... he doesn't like that show because it's like watching his own job on TV. Ah, uh, that's that's yeah. fair. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. <clears throat> so on the show, like you've you've got the two people, mm-hmm. you know, you've got the realtor guy and the remodeling mm-hmm. lady, and they're both like competing, right, to to find the best thing for their their clients yeah. or the the whoever is the you know, people yeah. doing stuff that episode. And like every episode, and I, I can't watch this episode or the show anymore. It's just, you know, it, it feels like mm-hmm. the same thing. But when I used to watch it, it, it felt like, like every episode, they were always complaining about something that we know they're, they're capable of doing. Like a lot of times it's like, Oh, they can't do these renovations anymore because of this happened. Or they go to look at the house and, and, Oh no, all of the floors are gone, but they thought the floors would be there. And they're complaining cuz they like they know it's good cuz they I'm sure they've seen the TV show before, but all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're not trusting. Anyway, that's that's what came to my mind when, when we were talking about Daredevil being a doctor. <laughs> oh, right? and my trusting God. him. Or I not. I misunderstood <laughs> I misunderstood you and I thought you were talking about the hosts were freaking out that there's no floors. Like is that part of your job? <laughs> but no, you're talking about the. I mean, they're not contestants, but the people who own the homes. Yeah, yeah, homeowners. Okay. There we go. That's probably a good description of yes. that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get. I was like, so you're saying this reality TV show has no continuity? So it's like I, I've been watching uh, Star Trek lately, and it bugs me that there's no continuity between what happened last episode and the next episode. Just ah. because I live in nowadays, and it's not a thing that happened <laughs> in the '60s. Uh, or the oh, 80s. original Star Trek. Yeah. Well, I watched. I finished Enterprise, and I'm like, well, I'll just watch it chronological in their timeline. I was like, oh, what the hell? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Are you gonna like stop time travel episodes and then like just make sure you you watch everything no. before? Or are you gonna? No. As a fan <laughs> of Doctor Who, who considered doing that before. 
<laughs> it's a big headache. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, um, I know you're not a huge. You stopped watching Lost, so um, spoilers. I guess the big like fifth and sixth yeah. season is all time travel. Um, someone re-edited all the flashbacks and all the time travel stuff, so it's chronological order. And I have that downloaded like six years ago, but I've never bothered to watch it because it feels like a headache to watch. (laughs) I'm sure it is. You know, that's something I kind of wanted to do. Um, Arrow was kind of like that. And uh, Once Upon a Time did the same similar thing. And Mm -hmm. I kind of always wanted them to like be recut in chronological order and just just be curious if that would actually like work out as well of an entertaining thing or not. I don't think I could bring myself to rewatch either of the shows. Um, Same. Yeah, that's, that's upon, the big killer. Yeah. Yeah, Once Upon a Time really went downhill. I liked it at the beginning. And then the only reason I watch Arrow is for The Flash and Legend of Tomorrow's crossovers. <laughs> and I'm a completionist, so I can't just leave <laughs> things alone. I have to watch it all. <laughs> uh, well, you know who's not a completionist? I think I'm uh, not Matt Murdock because he only has four senses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, so that comes up to the next thing that I want to talk about. So in this same scene, when he's patching Claire up and she's asking him about his senses, how they work, and all that stuff, and uh, he has some line that says, "Oh, you have to think of it like you have more than five senses," mm-hmm. um, which is actually true. Yes, um, humans do have more than five senses. Um, I had to look them up, so it's there's no complete consensus on what counts as as a sense or not. So, like depending on where you look, it it might you might find a, a website that says we have ten, or another site that says fifteen, and it kind of depends. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of them just have different names, <laughs> from what I've learned, like like weird names, right? Like it's not smell or touch. No, it's this like twenty letter word. Oh. Like ah, oh, it's too sciencey for me. <laughs> But yeah, but it's like, um, they're like internal senses, right? Like the sense of where your limbs are compared to your body. That's the one sense, isn't it? And like, yeah, yeah. So I looked yeah. them up. Um, Go ahead. You looked them up. I'm and just so what, what you said was one of them. Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So what, what you said there, knowing where your body parts are, that's one of them. Uh, sense of movement. So like you moving, I think. And it feels like that one goes with the one before. Yeah. Kind of, not really. Uh, there's a sense of balance, uh, a sense of the temperature of things around us, which I don't fully understand how that's different from like a feel touch, touch which is probably why everyone says five senses, right? Because you know all the other things can kind of they're kind of a mm-hmm. touch thing, yeah. Um, and then there's also a list uh, of senses that humans don't have, but some animals do. Um, and I'm not going to go into too many of them, but just like uh, some animals can sense the electrical yeah. fields around us. Some things can sense uh, Earth's magnetic fields, things like that. And those are senses. And then, of yep. course, we have like the sense of humor, Daredevil's sense of justice, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Common sense, sense of longing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They're all very important senses. <laughs> I, I feel like we've made that joke maybe multiple times on just the Daredevil episodes, so we should move on. <laughs> Probably. I mean, we're five episodes into this show, and so we have at least five more this season. It's a ten-episode season, right? Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, I think you've told me this multiple times, and it just doesn't <laughs> stick. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Iron Fist season two was the only ten-episode season of the Netflix shows. And then Defenders okay. was eight, and everything else is thirteen. Oh, huh, okay. Yeah. So, do we want to talk about uh, how Matt sees? Yeah. So that was interesting. I, I forgot that they actually gave us a visual. You no, know, yeah, that's one that like sticks in my head because I always compare it to, uh, I guess, Rain Vision that Ben Affleck's Daredevil has. <laughs> I like this version more because you could tell that he's getting the input from different things, from vibrations, and it looks kind of smoky and fiery because of the smells and the sounds and probably tastes, like, making an image in his head, which is really interesting Mm -hmm. and almost scientific if this wasn't completely science BS. (laughs) Uh 
I wonder, is this how dolphins uh, see? No, I mean, that's, that's true. What, really? I, I don't know. I'm wondering. But go ahead. Oh. Um, I know. I don't know. Um, you know. You know. One of the things I liked about it, the that visual was the detail. Um, some things were pretty well detailed. Like I think at some po- at one point, Claire's face was really well done. Like as far as being able to see it, um, uh-huh. but like nothing else around you could really get. Like there was a wall in the background, but that was it. Yeah, I mean, but like the the face is in detail all the time because. There are other sounds or senses like fluctuating her. I guess is the yeah, inappropriate yeah. to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> wasn't sure uh, how much else to go with there. Yeah, so um, so that was a, a cool conversation that they have talking about uh, Matt's his powers, how his senses work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it kind of moves on to something that I completely forgot happens in this season but it's okay because it was only the one episode um matt and claire kiss oh yeah i forgot about that too kind of <laughs> say that they yeah exactly because <laughs> it starts in this episode and then it ends in this episode so okay that's it <laughs> yeah that that was like whole what no because you're supposed to be with someone else later Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, it, it was interesting because I remember thinking when I was watching last week's episode that like, you know, Claire and Matt, they're kind of they're close to each other, all this stuff like, oh, I'm glad it's one of those professional relationships, right? It's it's not one of those things where like, oh, you have a, a guy and a girl who are close. And so obviously yeah. they're going to get together. Um, and then, of course, this episode happens. I'm like, ah, damn. All right. Um, this also happens later in another MCU show that we'll talk about later but uh i remember thinking at the same time like oh man i'm so glad that's not a thing oh and then next episode that's exactly what happened yeah i I don't know what episode what show you're referring to but i'm sure i will agree with you (laughs) yep okay (laughs) so yeah um all right so after that um that happens and matt leaves his um his apartment uh he ends up going to work and we're going to skip over the work stuff so he ends up going to the police precinct later in the day mm-hmm. and uh his his real goal there is really to just kind of get some more information about um one of the russians uh being interrogated so this is one of the russians he was beating up the night before at the garage um so mm-hmm. uh that guy is about to give up fisk's name i don't remember if he says fisk's name or not but, yeah, he does. Um, when he does, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, that I mean, works out really well for him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reason he does that, um, he, the reason he gets killed is because he says the name because the dirty cops, who apparently are significant characters, I should learn their names, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Detective One and Detective Two decide to kill him <laughs> because they say <laughs> his fist's name. Yeah, and apparently they've done this a handful of times before because they have their own little line about is it my turn, is it your turn? Oh, that's right. Yeah, so so they've they've been doing this for a while, and it actually is kind of a nice um, little bit of background around Fisk, like you know why no one says Fisk's name or why no one knows his name too, mm-hmm. right? Because every time something happens, they he makes sure that that uh, it doesn't get that far out. Yeah. But what bugs me about no one knowing Fisk's name, like, online or anything, I mean, he doesn't have a credit card? <laughs> yeah, we, we complained about this in the past, right? Wasn't Didn't uh, uh, Matt look him up and he said, yeah, I couldn't find anyone named Fisk? Like, ugh. <laughs> and I mean, I've never met someone with the last name Fisk, but I'm sure it's not an uncommon last name. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, At yeah, least, you know, maybe in some parts of the world. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> whatever. We've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we just get angry every time we have to. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so Matt was about to do something too. Like he he was getting up. He was probably gonna go help them in some way. Um. Which would have completely blown his cover. So good thing yeah. for Daredevil 
that the guy ends up getting killed, I guess. So he just stops. Yep, thank goodness. I bet Matt was thinking of it the same way. Thank God <laughs> he got killed, so I don't have to do anything. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Although, I, there are some times where I wonder that. Like, is this one of those things where he was like, well, I, I guess it's good, kinda, sorta. Um, like, overall, in the grand scheme of things. That happens next week, in next week's episode. There was something I was mm-hmm. going to bring up, but yeah kind of wonder how often you know they think that yeah yeah i feel like that's a thought that batman has a lot it's like i'm not gonna kill you but if he's dead yeah 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 exactly (laughs) so um of those two police the i think it was the one that actually ends up killing the russian guy uh daredevil finds him later at the precinct Mm -hmm. uh and interrogates him forcefully (laughs) Yes. Or, sorry, aggressive negotiations? Is that the phrase? I believe so. That's the one that um, Anakin uses. Although he's not negotiating, mm-hmm. really. This is just... This is just... Aggressive interrogation. Advanced interrogation. I think it's the term. <laughs> ah, there we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he doesn't get a lot of actual information out of the, uh, out of the cop. Um, sorry, off... Uh, oh, no. I thought... For a second, I thought I wrote down his name. But I did not... Uh, that was someone else. Uh, anyway, so um, doesn't really get much info, but he does get the cell phone off of him. So that's something. Mm-hmm. And then um, after chatting with Claire, they find out that um, the cell phone itself has addresses. So it doesn't really have any phone numbers. Is Was that true or did I get that wrong in my interpretation? Of the uh, he got a text. He received a text with uh, four addresses. Ah, that's right. Okay, got it. So I got that. and I only know this because they mentioned it next episode, which I just watched. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So, yeah. So he gets the text and then they, they get the information. Uh, Claire reads it out to him because, well, you know, he can't really use the phone. <laughs> yeah. There, there's his downfall. That's Daredevil's downfall. <laughs> he can't read screens. Uh, so, so side note, um, that stuff is actually getting a lot better on the technology side, which is nice. Like, like computers and phones, yeah. they have you know all that stuff built in. But uh, I keep reading about this stuff getting better, and and uh, that's kind of a nice thing. But uh, you know, maybe in ten or twenty years, Daredevil will be able to read cell phones just as fast as uh, as everyone else. Maybe, yeah. Um, I know we haven't seen it yet, so I don't even know if it's this season. But there's a scene with Daredevil on a computer, and he can read by touch. Not Daredevil, Matt Murdock. Read by touch what's um, on the computer, which is a technology I have not been exposed to, but I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I've seen these things before. I don't I don't remember what you're talking about, but uh, I've seen these things that mm-hmm. like, you know, plug into your, uh, to your computer over USB and it like, it moves up and down like for the, where Braille like would be. So like it, it changes like as you get when you get to the end of the line, then it like resets and goes to the next line or however yeah. that works. Those things are really cool. They're also super expensive, but they're cool. I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet they're ground sort of stuff for pe- blind people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> so anyway, um after getting those addresses, um Daredevil decides to go confront the Russians. And um, as he's about to go into a building, he gets surprised by an explosion. And we'll leave it at that. Yep. The world on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not the world of fire. That makes way more sense now that you think of it that way. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at the end of this, the listener will hear at the end of the episode. But I'm really going to have to stop myself from... Uh, playing uh, Smash Mouth's All Star during the end of this episode because they have that song. My world's on fire. How about yours? I can't sing the rest of them, <laughs> but just because that one line. So we'll see what the ending song is. <laughs> well, good luck finding something else, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ring of Fire. I, they don't talk about fire much in song. That's a lie. There's fire in all songs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. I think I'm good with that storyline. You good for uh, to move on to the next one? 
Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about. I think so. Cool. All right. So let's let's talk about Fisk a little bit. Um, and Fisk actually is going to be part of two separate storylines. So this is just his business dealings of things. <clears throat> uh, so here's the the quick uh, summary description of what goes on. Fisk meets with the League of Eagle Evil to tell them that the Russians will no longer be a part of their club. Also, that Fisk killed one of them. The, the Russians, not the, the evil people. Um, it's cool, though, because Fisk will take care of their work and everyone will get a share of the money. That seems fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I was excited about the League of the League of Eagles that you said for a second. <laughs> like, oh, did I miss something? But no. They, they have a new logo. I mean, everyone needs a mascot, right? So might as well be an eagle. Well, yeah. <laughs> isn't, but isn't that like S.H.I.E.L.D.'s mascot? Isn't an eagle? And the, what's the name of um, Cal's team? Like the Scratching Talons or something like that? I mean, uh, eagles are a popular animal. I mean, how many schools have the Bulldogs as their mascot? Or the Dragons? I mean, come on. Really? In in my area, it's all big cats. (laughs) Cougars, lions, more cougars. My elementary school and my high school were both cougars. And the school I work at is now a lion. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, everyone has a theme, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, yeah, the e- Evil League of Eagles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're not too happy about what happens, what, about what Fisk did without telling them. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess they're okay with it, right? In the end, it's I mean it's too late, it happened. You gotta roll with it now. Well yeah, and 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 Fisk is honest about it. And honesty really is the best policy, other than not than not killing your partners. <laughs> but once that's already done, you should just move on to honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean you start somewhere, and if it doesn't work, just yeah, go on to the next thing. You're right. Yeah, I I I find it interesting that he's just like, Yep, this happened. Is that more of a power play, just like, and you can't do anything about it? Or is he trying to show respect to his other people? Or what's, I don't understand his motivation for just straight up telling him the truth. Well, I, I mean, I don't think it's a power play. Like, given what we know about him and given kind of, you know, other stuff and in, in later in the season, like it's, I mean, it's known. There's a reason why he has the name, the Kingpin, right? Because he's the one leading the mm-hmm. League of Eagles right there. So... Um, like I, I kind of think he's just, he's just telling them because they need to know and it's better for them as a group if they all know the truth, except the Russians, of course, okay. they, they don't need to know the truth yet. Oh no. I mean, I think one would be a little miffed and one would be a little dead. Well, he's already a little dead. Mm-hmm. I think he's pretty dead actually. He's more than a little <laughs> yeah, dead. Yeah. Um, I did like the response of um, I forget the guy's name. Who's the the one mobster guy? Um, the white guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember his his name. Owsley. Owsley. There we go. Leland um, Owsley, the only one who would fit in the League of Eagles because he <laughs> has a bird name. <laughs> a lesser eagle, an owl. I'm sure that's that's <laughs> how that works, right? Owls are a subset of eagles. Is that is that true? Uh, they're all birds of prey. All right, let's go with that. So, I'm going with science with that. That's the connection. They're right. the same thing. <laughs> um, anyway, so he was the only one who who was kind of against it, I guess, about it happening. But when they asked him, hey, are you in? Are you cool, man? Uh, he said, yeah, I'm not going to end up dead like the Russians. So, yeah, sure, I'll go along with it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a very practical guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, we we were talking about this recently. What what was it? What else in the MCU was there? Something where someone said, like, if you want out now, you can leave, and then someone just left, and then they were killed. Um, that was an Agent Carter. Remember? That was okay Got when it. they, yeah, they brought in the to like a flashback to the Russians. More oh, Russians right. apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right because they they were were being pulled into Hydra, right? To do or to do something. Yeah, Hydra or the KGB, some some Russian Marvel y thing. 
Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So that guy knows, or at least in you know, in this case, Owsley knows. Uh, just go with the group. You don't. You don't have to uh, say no to everything. He he's gone pretty far with them. It, it can still work out for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although he could just, you know, run away with all the money. And, well, he'd be dead. He'd be very dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. spoilers, you'd have entire mob force and ninjas and a magic woman. <laughs> I think he'd be screwed. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Just, just a little. And he, he probably knows a, a fair amount about, you know, everyone's uh, um, power, about everyone's army, I guess, that they have access to. So, yeah, yeah, he would not... I, uh... I don't think he does. Really? I think this is, uh, Leland Leland strikes me as a guy who does not take to weird very well. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, maybe earlier when he finds out that he's dealing with ninjas and magic people, he would be like, "Nope, I'm good." <laughs> but who knows? So if he had known that before joining the League of Eagles, he would have stayed out. I think so. Okay. That's I fair. mean. Yeah. I mean, it depends how long these people have been working together. Because if they were working together before the incident, quote-unquote, um, mm-hmm. he definitely would not have joined. But now that aliens have fallen from the sky and giant green monsters save people, I think you've got to be a little more accepting. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> After that, yeah. <laughs> Alright, cool. Um... That's it for me on that storyline. Are you are you good? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, so let's good. go ahead and, and move over to the Russians and Vladimir specifically as far as their storyline. So here's a summary of, of all that happens there. <clears throat> Vladimir finds out about his brother's death from the previous episode, while Wesley feigns ignorance. Uh, after being convinced the death of his brother is from Daredevil, Vladimir goes on an all-out hunt to find him. After finding out Fisk is the true one responsible, Vladimir assembles his men to attack Fisk, uh, but are stopped by a surprise explosion. <laughs> same as surprise explosion. Yes, the same one. <laughs> I, I like how you imply that he found out by watching the previous episode. <laughs> uh, I did not imply <laughs> that. That is just horrible writing on my side, but um, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got to spend more, I mean, I, I probably spend as much time writing these summaries as whoever writes them for IMDb or Wikipedia, right? Cause those are, could, hey, could be a little bit better. They, yeah. yeah, they slave away for moments on that. Don't <laughs> disrespect their work. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. It's not good. It's as good as mine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair. That's where I'm going with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay. Um, so this was um, this was kind of interesting, right? So this is something that Fisk had already said, you know, oh, he, we're good. We're going to have the Russians just kind of do their own thing as far as, like, infighting. And they're, we're getting rid of them. It's cool. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is also the war that, Fisk said he wanted to start in last week's episode, right? So, yeah, um, yeah it kind of works out for them in, in that sense. Uh, mm-hmm. It's exactly what Fisk wanted, too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, they find Anatoly's body, right? Right. With Daredevil, supposedly Daredevil's mask, like, stuffed into his jacket pocket, I guess? Yeah. How gullible is Vladimir? That's like, Obviously, Daredevil did this because he wanted a thousand Russian people to fight him. I mean, is it pretty obvious that this is a setup? It's not. Daredevil should be off your list because ye, hopefully, Daredevil's not that stupid. <laughs> um. So my my thinking was the mask specifically. Like, I don't know what makes that any kind of a calling card, I guess. Like, that's the only thing they know about him. So, you'll put the yeah. mask as a calling card. Like, the other stuff, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, when you think about last week's episode, when Daredevil attacked, I don't know, 
10, 20 guys in the garage and beat them all. Um, to, uh-huh. Yeah, that wasn't so bad. So yeah, maybe this guy is super cocky and just wants to fight the entire thousand you know, Russians or however many there are actually there, right? Um, that seems possible. But the mask was the part that just felt forced. Yeah. Um, also, well, no, we'll bring this up next episode. I have a point that kind of goes with this, but I'll hold off. Okay. So, All right. so next week we'll Redacted. talk about this. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, however, Vladimir, like, seeing the mask is like, yep, Daredevil, obviously. That's it. Nothing else. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Kill him. So very one-track mind. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a little upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so later in the episode, uh, Vladimir is cleaning out his brother's body, uh, his headless body, by the mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. um, uh, we get some people walking in on the room. And this was, uh, was it Turk Barrett? Is that the guy's name? Character? Yes. Okay, the, the gun dealer yes. and all that stuff. Yeah, so Turk Barrett shows up and he tells uh, Vladimir about uh, a car coming in to a chop shop with the, uh, some blood and some brains in the car. Um, you know, that had to be all washed out and cleaned mm-hmm. out. And uh, so then he says that... Um, that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a normal thing in New York City, though. I don't understand why he even has to mention it. Uh, I mean, that's that's true. Yeah, you just see that everywhere. Right when you're walking around, but um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so then uh, Turk Barrett goes on and explains a few things about uh, the League of Eagles being there and putting the blame on Daredevil, uh, and then Vladimir is not happy about this and he puts out a hit on Fisk. No, um, puts Pinky to mouth and says one million dollars to whoever <laughs> kills him. I think was that it. Whoever kills him or yeah. brings information. I think it brings information, or... Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Find them. Probably that kills them. I feel like Vladimir is the type of person who, you know, wants to do the killing. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has that uh, personality type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so... A little bit later, Vladimir does find out where Fisk is. He's at that tower. He's having dinner. You know, nice evening. Uh, so then the Russians all get ready for war. They're grabbing weapons. They're doing everything. Um, and then a bomb goes off. Surprise! Yep, a surprise, a surprise explosion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a lot of those people are dead. Um, turns out Vladimir still alive. That's good uh, for him, at least. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a named character. <laughs> he's got a little bit more armor and health points than everyone else. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is also where Vladimir finds out that, hey, Daredevil was, was right there. So then they all kind of get into it. Um, they get chased. or Now he's being chased down by Daredevil. Uh, and then they end up fighting a little. Daredevil wins, uh, obviously, from what he, we've seen him able to do at least <laughs> uh and then they <laughs> get being the title the character that's true yeah that would yeah. uh that would help him mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah so then they get stopped by police and cornered and it ends there mm-hmm. so um don't really want to talk too much about the police part of this um just because that leads right into next week's episode but uh, anything else there, as far as the summary goes, Tony? Do you have anything to talk about? Because really, I don't have anything. Um, I did want to talk about a little bit with Daredevil, like on I guess Vladimir's roof or the roof of the place where the um the Russians are going to be fighting from, and mm-hmm. you hear Daredevil reacting to things they're saying, and we're seeing it on subtitles. Are we supposed to assume that a Matt can speak Russian or B? He can read the subtitles. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> um, that's a good question. All right. So earlier in the episode, we find out he knows Spanish. He took Spanish in college. Yeah. Um, yep. I don't know if he knows Russian. Hmm. Could well, he be reacting I mean, to other stuff? From... Well, he's... Well, maybe. 
I'm trying to think, were they like loading their guns at that moment? Because you could then react into that. Uh, there's a lot of people. They've all been loading guns for a little while, it seems like. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if it would I'm be just that. thinking because the way it is is you can hear their Russian voices and they show the subtitles while showing Matt. So it's like from the language of movies and TV, you figure that he's hearing this mm-hmm. and getting information from it. But hmm. it would make absolutely no sense. Especially next episode, he literally says he doesn't speak asshole, which means he's not speaking <laughs> Russian. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, I guess you're right. He was reading the subtitles. Yep. That's it. That's the only logical conclusion. But he's conclusion. blind, Al. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he can read, like, the print off of signs, right? Because it's a little bit closer to him? I think we said that. I don't think he ever said that. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe maybe we just assume that. <laughs> I think he did. He can read off of signs. So, yeah, maybe okay. there was something there. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I did not notice that at all, actually. Um, it doesn't help that I don't really remember this part of what you're talking about. So that's that's not good on me, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, other than that, I'm good. <laughs> all right, cool. So let's, uh, let's go ahead. We're done with the Russians and their storyline and Daredevil 2 and his stuff. So um, let's go on and let's talk about uh, Fisk and his date with Vanessa. So uh, here's a quick summary of all that stuff. Fisk and Vanessa meet for a second date. They chat about date stuff. This ends with a non-surprising explosion. You're right, because it was pl- it was surprising for her. Um, was it? I mean, I mean, as in, did she know? Because by the end of this date, when when they were like both staring at the explosions, you know, like their fireworks going off in the distance, um, she didn't mm-hmm. seem. Uh, scared, worried. So I kind of wonder if he told her, oh, hey, by the way, um, some explosions are about to go off. Just look over here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so maybe it's not a surprise. Yeah, then again, I'm this fine. is also when he goes off and like told her um, that it was all the Russians basically being blown up, right? Because he, he asked her, hey, do you remember the story about the boy being taken from his father? Well, this is what happened to those people. And he's basically taking credit for it right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. True. <laughs> I like how uh, interested um, Vanessa is in Phil- in Fisk now that she knows he's dangerous. That shows like a whole other set of problems. Why she's a good <laughs> match for uh, Frisky Fisky. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, she basically knows the truth. So... Yeah, I mean, if she's still into him, then cool, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually a little curious, because like, as the season goes on, it, it feels like she has a general understanding, but she just chooses to not ask a lot of questions, because she just doesn't want to know the details of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is she... I'm. We're not going into this for a while, so hopefully whoever's listening won't remember in a couple of years. I mean, she gets much more involved in season three of Daredevil. Oh yeah. Way more. And, and that's kind of why I was bringing this up. Like in, in season three, she's, she's, um, she's not a hundred percent. Like she doesn't know everything that's going on. You know, she's asking questions and things, uh, for some stuff, but, uh, like, like in this season, like, I kind of feel like she's, uh, she's definitely staying outside of that at least. So, you know, at a minimum, she's not arrested by association, (laughs) which early on, but I mean, uh, yeah, I was about to say the same thing you were, this is only their (laughs) second date. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you don't need to be an accomplice to a terrorist attack on the second date. Come on. That's true. That's a fourth date thing. At least. Mm -hmm. At a minimum, your first month of dating, right? Like it's a time thing. That's, that's kind of a serious thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, bombs are exploding all over Hell's Kitchen, right? We can right. see it from, you know, the six blocks at Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Would this be the right time to call in Captain America and Iron Man? You know, our resident New Yorkers? <laughs> um, I was wondering <laughs> the exact same thing. So, 
when all right so this episode premiered in april of the same year that the avengers fought ultron i guess technically since this was april and age of ultron came out a month yeah, later this t- this takes place before ultron it does okay got it um i i guess if they're available maybe they're not maybe they're still off hunting hydra yeah maybe yeah. how what's the scale i mean <laughs> we know that gun runners in spider-man homecoming aren't there aren't avengers worthy mm-hmm. and we know alien and robot invasions are uh-huh. where between gun runners and invasions of sci-fi creatures when do the avengers get involved <laughs> Well, so I think a better question is, when do individual members of the Avengers get involved, right? Because the Avengers are a team when they need to hit the big stuff, like, you know, robots invading or whatever. But, you know, when would just one of them need to show up? Like, hey, let's call Black Widow, right? Let's let's get her to maybe help us or something. Let's call call Black Widow. You call you call Cap. All right, that, no one uh, yeah. just called Black Widow. <laughs> That's true. Okay, yeah. So um, let's let's call Hawkeye. Like, no, no one calls Hawkeye. That's <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, Fury does. He calls Hawkeye. They talk. They catch up. See how things have when, been. When oh, <laughs> Hawkeye has never shown up by himself, he's always come with other people. That's true. You're right. <laughs> no one um, ever said, hey, this is a job for Hawkeye. No, this is a job for Captain America and whoever Cap's hanging out with. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, maybe they call someone else. Maybe they call War Machine. I mean, he's a more of a military thing, but hey, you know, yeah. uh, I guess maybe he's doing other missions on his own. Okay, Falcon. You could call Falcon. You could call Falcon. Although he's looking for a Winter Soldier right now. Hmm. Okay, I guess you're right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what the scale is. Um, no. Because, yeah, they, there are Captain other America needs to be there. Cap needs to be there right now because he could make it from, where was he, in somewhere in California to Afghanistan in like an hour and a half. So he could be wherever he needs to be. During this, <laughs> Captain America should be or Iron Man should be flying in right now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we just poked know. a hole in the MCU. Let's <laughs> let's wrap up the podcast. We're done. All right, I'm good. So, ninety four episodes. I don't. I lost track. Um, but yeah, we're we're I good. Honestly, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. Um. No, but you're you're right. I mean this this is one of those things. You know, we're gonna keep complaining about. <laughs> And uh, um, yeah. I have some other thoughts of other things and other shows and all that. Right, we're we're just gonna keep bringing this case this case up. So, ugh. yep. Where the hell is Tony Stark? <sighs> but you know who is here right now, Fisk and Vanessa. <laughs> so, um, yes. their their date was um. You know, we get a lot more. I don't want to say backstory. Like we do get backstory on both the characters, but we get. You know, their motivations, what they want, etc. And this is kind of the first time Fisk is talking about his future plans for Hell's Kitchen, uh, about how he sees himself, too, right? Like, he's he's the hero in this story. Like, he's the one wanting Hell's yeah. Kitchen to be, you know, great. Um, and he kind of goes off, he gives this little monologue, so I, I had to write it down. Um, <clears throat> so let me just read it off. Um because he's the hero the city deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So they'll hunt him because he can take it. Because he's not their hero. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector, a dark, uh, a dark kingpin. A dark kingpin. We'll start with a K. <laughs> well, this actually brings me back to a point that I, we skipped over when. Um, mm-hmm. Claire and uh, Matt, you know, break up after their like forty-five minute relationship. <laughs> oh, that's right, we did skip um, that. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt says uh, he's the man the city needs, and I wrote the note. Matt is just a poor blind Batman, but apparently, <laughs> there are uh, Kingpin's a rich, not as athletic Batman. This just is full of Batman. <laughs> 
in the you know, it's interesting how we always use Batman as the comparison for people who don't have like super superpowers, right? Like, like in this yeah. case, Daredevil has a superpower, but we just we still compare him to to that, which is interesting. True. I mean, so who it's... else would we compare him to? Hawkeye. Come on. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, something I was thinking about the other day, uh, I was watching something with Batman in it, which could be a number of things. The Batman shows up and everything. Um, <laughs> I think Batman's main power is confidence. <laughs> he's just like, because he's Batman and he wins everything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. yeah so i think yeah it's just confidence i mean money obviously and confidence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. obviously yeah. um yeah no that, that makes sense was it the lego movie is that what you were watching no but i didn't think about that <laughs> what was... oh i was watching a video where they were um doing like ranking the dceu movies which i have yet to watch aquaman Although, hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, I will have seen Aquaman. <laughs> Same here. That one's on my list. Uh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, um, so just kind of moving on, um, finishing up this scene. Um, at the end of the date, well, f- when Fisk is walking Vanessa out, uh, Fisk pays Marcel, the uh, um, restaurant The guy? monkey that Ross owns in Friends. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> took me a second to get that that reference uh um no so the, the I, I don't actually know what this guy is is he a concierge or some, a waiter i would wasn't sure anyway he pays this guy um for making the call to the yeah. russians to tell the russians that hey fisk is here at this restaurant um and i'm, I'm kind of curious how much does fisk know like obviously he has a ton of information all the time from different people based on things but like like, how much did he know about the Russians' plan, about when they found out that Fisk, like, or was all of it Fisk's planning? Because we find out later that, you know, Turk Barrett was the one, you know, the one who gave them the information that it was Fisk, but that was also Fisk's doing of sending Turk out there. So I'm I'm really curious, like, how much, um, how much Fisk knows, or is it all just him setting it up? I think it's all him setting it up because we get the um way back with the Evil League of Eagles, um he we don't see what the favor is, but he stays back with Madame Gao and asks her for a favor. Mm-hmm. He's already setting up the suicide bomber guy. You're right, yeah. And I think he, yeah, he's not stupid enough to just let Turk or anyone else just see the people spray off brains and stuff off that car. Um, I think this is all a plan for this to happen. Get them all ready, all their power in these four locations so they could get rid of them in one fell swoop. Like an eagle. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So he, he was planning it. They were showing us the entire episode, him getting ready for the, the ending right here. Mm-hmm. This uh, yeah. non-surprising explosion to himself. Okay. So, Kingpin's, like smartest person in at least in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um he's a bald white guy. He's really rich. I think he's actually Lex Luthor. We've been comparing him to Batman, but we went the wrong <laughs> way. Yeah, no, this this fits. Yeah. Is so is that our litmus test? Um we compare characters to Batman when they're not super super powered and we compare villains to uh to lex, lex luther i guess when they're smart and also not super I super guess. powered yeah and not crazy because i guess the joker would fall into that category yeah that's true yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah all right works for me yeah 
I mean, maybe someday we'll choose some Marvel characters for this comparison, but for now, I think we're we're good with this. <laughs> no, we we can't compare to other people in the Marvel universe. That's ridiculous. That's true. You're right. You're right. <laughs> maybe maybe every so often we'll switch it up to something else. We'll do like uh, what are some other uh, comic book uh, creators? Vertigo, I think, is another company. Yeah, Vertigo. Uh-huh. I I'm like Sandman's my go-to. Ah, uh, okay. Who who does Ninja Which Turtles? Technically, is in the DC universe, huh? <laughs> I said who uh, um, who does the Ninja Turtles comic book? I don't I don't know the, I don't it, remember the company. Off it's top not of my Image. Head. Is it is it Boom now? Maybe Boom Studios. Sure. Yeah, it does all the licensed stuff. Oh okay, but I don't think that was their original. Hmm. All right, so so every so often we'll just switch things up to a different company. So for now, we'll stick with comparing yeah. everyone to. Uh, Batman and uh, and um, what's his name? Who I've already forgotten because I'm really bad at names. <laughs> uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, him. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mirage Studios does uh, the Ninja Turtles. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And then IDW. Ah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I think I'm good with this bit of the storyline. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, so let's move on. Um, this next part of the storyline, it's just a one-liner. We've even kind of talked about it. I just wanted to bring it up as its own separate thing. Uh, and it doesn't really even have a, a summary. Um, so this is where Wesley is paying off Turk Barrett at the end of the episode um, about the explosions and, you know, for him getting his help, setting things up uh, for Fisk and all that stuff. Um, the thing I really liked about this scene that I wanted to, to give the attention was Turk saying to, to Wesley, like, hey, why don't you just do this earlier? And Wesley was like, yeah, things things take time. Like, we, we got to do a lot to get this set up and do it right. Like, and it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a really good explanation on, on you know, how they all work, right? Because, you know, we were talking about this just a minute ago, how the entire episode we saw Fisk doing things to get set up and get ready and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right, so that's all I have. Anything from you, Tony, on that? Or was the yeah? There, there is it? there is a little bit. Um, are are you talking about just this section or for the whole episode? I get. I, I, let's go with both. I, I mean, there's there's another storyline after this, but I mean this the section. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, this is why Turk's not a big time criminal because he's. Probably mostly acts on impulse, and then he he runs into like all the superheroes in the neighborhood, which is just bad planning. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he gets away; he keeps getting away. Yep, <laughs> that he does. Yeah, but that's a good point. Yeah, the impulse. I wouldn't have uh, you know, thought about that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's his uh, character flaw, I guess, is probably a good description of that. That and the fact that he's a he's a criminal. That's a pretty big flaw. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. all right. So let's uh, finish this off. Let's get to our final storyline of of the episode. Storyline number six. There were a lot of them here, <laughs> um, and this is mm-hmm. following uh, Karen and Foggy as they do their law stuff and then their plumbing um, side quest. <clears throat> so here's the, the quick summary. <laughs> yeah. Um, after a new client comes into the law firm, uh, Karen and Foggy take uh, a yeah, look at helping their new client. First, they head to the law firm representing the client's landlord, which goes nowhere. Then they help out their client with her plumbing. This leads to an unexpected date for Foggy and Karen, which ends with a surprise explosion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, so uh, this one has a couple of, of parts to to the storyline. Um, we we get a few things, pieces of information here, and it, it kind of feels like this story is really just backstory for the two characters, right? Um, we see mm-hmm. that Foggy used to work as an intern at some really swanky law firm where his ex works Something now. in Zach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember the first one, but I find it odd that the second name on the law firm is Zach. So, <laughs> is did they put first names or last names on there? Is Zach supposed to be someone's last, last name? Last names. Okay, that's I an guess. interesting yeah. last name. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. Never met someone with the last name Zach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Side note, it, I, I do know a guy whose first name is Thor, and that's his real name. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I asked him about the hammer. He didn't like me anymore. Because <laughs> everyone asks him that? Probably. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, you know, I don't have too much to talk about this, honestly. That summary really just kind of gives it everything. Um, you know, Foggy wasn't happy going to the law firm, um, ended up meeting up with his ex, and they and they go back and forth, and Karen makes fun of him for that. Um, although we actually do get a nice response from Foggy um, when they're when they're doing their whole little, you know, arguing stuff. Uh, Foggy kind of, you know, he does his whole um lawyer thing and and we see like oh yeah this is why you know foggy's a a good lawyer too right like we we always see matt murdoch doing Mm -hmm. stuff but uh, we never really see foggy jump in and this is this was really good yeah yeah he totally lawyers her up and (laughs) walks away before she realizes it's probably mostly bs (laughs) (laughs) yep probably Um, yeah, so then they, they go to the apartment building for their new client. Unfortunately, I did not write down the client's name. Um, so we'll just Mrs. call it the Cardenas. Cardenas. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, so they go and the they Cardenas. try to at least help her with whatever they can. Uh, we see that the building itself is super messed up. So she's not the only one where the landlord is trying to kick her out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, one thing I want to uh, rewind back to, uh, in the scene in their office, <clears throat> we have a quick shot of Karen fighting with the copy maker or copy machine, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Foggy makes this joke about, oh, it's it's not gonna look good for you when the ro- robots rise up and kill us all. <laughs> Do you think because of this comment, she really, really freaked out when Ultron started? appearing around the world <laughs> um she's like oh god fuck he was right <laughs> uh maybe considering by the time this season ends they're still a month out from that happening um yeah maybe not she's probably forgotten <laughs> but you're right i totally forgot about that i mean it's not fair how many of us make that joke like every other day right like ah when the machines take over yeah blah 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 but when the machines take over, they'll remember who was nice and who wasn't. Uh-oh. That's why I thank Siri all the time. Uh oh. <laughs> well, that's not good for me. <laughs> nope. No. Um, me and my robot overlords <laughs> will. <laughs> we pity you. <laughs> so, so my uh, my smart speaker uh, I have hooked up to turn my lights on. So I say its name. And then I say, turn on the lights, turn off the lights. And um, this is only in my uh, home office room because my wife won't let me have it in any other room. So so I just get to name it the lights instead of saying the office lights. Because you cannot, you cannot be trusted with that power? Um, no, because of this next thing. So um, okay. it only hears me like, or like... Like it, it doesn't always work, which is like bad about it. So um, that's why my wife, you know, doesn't like the inconsistency of it versus a light switch. You just touch the thing, you know, up, it's on. So it doesn't always work. So then I, you know, got to yell at the thing for being stupid. Uh, and then sometimes yeah. like when it does turn it on, it always says at the end, I turned on the lights like and it says it in this like, hey, look at me. I did a good job. I deserve a gold star now type of voice. <laughs> and, and I'm always making fun of it for that, too. So, the robots will not be kind oh. to me. No, they will not be. <laughs> anyway, that's where that explanation was going. <laughs> <sighs> um. All right, and I think I'm done. Honestly, I don't have anything else to say um, talking about Karen and Foggy in their part of the episode um, or anything else for the rest of the episode. How are you doing, Tony? Got anything else? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. All right, cool. Well, everyone, this has been uh, Daredevil Season 1, Episode 5, World on Fire. Uh, Listen to us next week when we'll talk about Episode 6, Condemned.
And please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And um, for the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Daredevil Season 1, Episode 5, World on Fire, we are signing off. Have a marvelous day. The water's getting warm, so you might as well swim. But world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get What?